Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Our message today is called, By What Measure? The text, Amos, the seventh chapter, seven through nine verses. And this is what he showed me. The Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, see, I'm setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass them by. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. I don't know how much you've been paying attention to all the election news these days. There are a lot of people running for president, let's face it. If you've been following it all closely, you probably have developed a a twitch by now. The polls can drive you crazy. There's so many of them. There's the Washington Post. There's the NBC Wall Street Journal. There's the New York Times poll. It goes on and on and on. What you believe depends on who you choose to believe. (laughs) Polls are as hard to understand as facts in this election. It turns out that all the fact checks we hear about after speeches and debates are just as skewed as the polls. When I was in television, our main job was to try to report the truth. But now, in a growing number of cases, truth has been replaced by opinion. This presidential race, more than any other, has pointed out just how relative truth has become in this society. The standard seems to depend on who sets it. How do we know what's truth? That's the question we take to the book of Amos this morning. By what measure can truth be determined? The prophet Amos has a series of visions, all focused on Israel's conduct in the eyes of God. In the vision we look at this morning, Amos sees a plumb line. That's a simple construction tool, essentially a weight, sometimes a sword or maybe a bucket, full of molten lead attached to the end of a cord. Its mass, along with gravity, combined for a precise vertical line. Ancient plumb lines were used to level stones for temples. Carpenters still use plumb lines today. They are just that reliable. In his vision, Amos sees the Lord standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, and the Lord says, See, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass them by. God is warning Israel. He is speaking a judgment against the northern kingdom. He is running out of patience. The people have not faithfully consecrated themselves to God. Up until now, God punished their enemies, and Israel's circumstances had improved. The problem is that Israel and its king Jeroboam have become smug. The people are no longer lined up with God's holy standards of justice and righteousness. They seem to have forgotten about the covenant at Mount Sinai. You will be my people and I will be your God. In this covenant, God promised to make Israel a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, the light to a dark world around them. They are to be separate and called out so that everyone will know who they worship. 
The covenant calls for obedience from the people. There, there's a consequence for disobedience. There always is. And that's what God is talking about now. He chooses Amos to deliver this message of judgment. Amos announces to the people, your king is about to die and Israel will be led away in captivity. This is not pleasant news. Now, this is not just a story about bad news. It's a story about how you get the news. You see, there are two messengers in the text. Amos is a sheep herder who works with fig trees. He's a nobody. Another priest, more established in the community, Amaziah from Bethel, warns King Jeroboam that there is a rogue prophet out here talking about stuff that doesn't fit into your agenda. Now, the king doesn't want to hear from Amos. He dismisses Amos. We're not going to take you seriously. You're a prophet for hire. But Amos wasn't hired. He was sent by God. Amaziah was loyal to the king. It was easy for some prophets back then to be loyal to any standard. It depended on who paid them. Sound familiar? But God speaks by God's standards. And it was by his own standard that God called Amos. And Amos warns the high places of Isaac shall be made desolate. The sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. Your religious institutions are about to go down. Your political institutions are about to fail. Everything that has produced self-righteousness and has given you a false sense of security is about to be destroyed. Anytime God's people start dealing with a different standard than God's standard, trouble is on the horizon. When I read Amos, I always think about Martin Luther King at the apex of the civil rights movement when he brought to life the text, Amos 5.24, let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a mighty stream. King set God's standard of justice against America's standard, and America came up short. What is the measurement today? It seems that everybody has different interpretations of what justice means today. There are those who would say it means stopping abortion. Others would argue it means saving programs for the poor and elderly. Others say the government has overextended its role. And so the question often ends up, is God a Republican or a Democrat? Whose side is God on? As preacher Tony Evans says, God didn't show up to take sides. God came to take over. Speaking truth to power has never been easy or risk-free. King's life and death certainly illustrate that. But somebody has to speak for truth. Somebody has to speak for God. We need to be real clear about God's standards in our social decisions. God's standards on issues like education, employment, poverty. We, we are called as Christians to constantly hold up a measuring line for those who run our communities. Not what we want, but what our community needs. But there is another aspect of this issue that we have to focus on. The plumb line not only measures judgment on the world, but on how we live. This is particularly important for me as I get more comfortable in my role as a preacher. It hasn't been that long since I left television news to enter this ministry, and I, I feel just as humble today as I did when I began. But I struggle, too, with, with the many roles of preacher, teacher, shepherd, the notion of a preacher as prophet is a weighty responsibility because embedded in the title is this audacious claim that one has the divine right and insight to speak out publicly for God, not only on what the system does wrong, not only about social dysfunction, but about personal dysfunction. 
It would be easier to try to make you laugh or console you or comfort you every day. It would be easier to tell you what I think you ought to do. By what measure do I stand up here calling people out for the kinds of lives they live? Who am I to judge? Just as the Word of God holds Israel to a higher standard, it holds Christians to a higher standard. Whether we're Presbyterian or Catholic or Baptist, whether the preacher is Tony Evans or T.D. Jakes or Reverend Liz, each one of us has an individual job 24-7 to work on meeting God's standard. Ultimately, there are no excuses. I believe in social justice. I've worked on it all my life. But there is so much more to this journey. If we look closely at God's call of Amos, I think there is a more profound message. You are not only being plumbed by God's measure, but you may call to be God's measure yourself. God called Amos because he couldn't find a prophet that measured up. And that's what God is looking for. People who are aimed at measuring up to God. Doesn't mean we're perfect. It means we're trying. In the end, it's not going to matter what church you attended. It's not going to matter how many fingers you pointed at somebody else. It's not going to matter which politician you voted for. It's going to matter how you measured up to God's standard. How you love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, your soul. How you loved your neighbor as yourself. How does God's love manifest itself through you day in, day out? That's the standard. That's the plumb line. Ultimately, it is the inside work that God holds us to. The heart, the mind, and the soul work. One of the compelling, sometimes overlooked points about Amos' story is a small detail where God explains the plumb line. He tells Amos, I'm setting up a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. In other words, even though Israel has been disobedient and God has been fed up, he never lets his people go. He still calls us my people. His grace is amazing. It is mercifully attached to God's plumb line. And that is what should inspire us to keep trying to measure up to God's standards because he takes such good care of us. When we wake up every morning, that's grace. And if you know what grace looks like, you need to show not only gratitude, but I believe you need to show grace yourself. If you understand how Jesus sacrificed all for you, then you can sacrifice in your day-to-day life. And love, what does love look like in your life? We are God's chosen people, a royal priesthood set apart to do God's work. We live by a higher standard. Our measurement is not like the world's measurement. Our measurement is the measurement of a great, gracious God. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. 
This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. And we are thrilled to extend this special invitation to join us for our fall revival when we proclaim These Bones Shall Live. October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, starting at 7 p.m. at Roxbury Presbyterian Church.